This is the PR Pod, the podcast that brings you expert tips for working in PR and finding your niche. With your host, Brooke Burns. I'm joined by Alira Carroll from Tonic PR. Hello. Hi. In this episode, we want to give you some guidance on how to put together a media matrix. For someone who has never heard of or seen a media matrix before, how would you describe it? Hmm. So a media matrix, I guess you'd also call it a pitching list, a media list. It depends where you're, what, where you're working, I guess, what you call it. But it is super critical in a media relations pitching campaign because it is your working document of who you're pitching, what the pitch is, what their feedback's been. It's everything. You definitely need that. And it's all the media coverage opportunities Mm. available. That's what it should be. I mean, sure, it's a working document and there'll be things that may pop up that you can add to the list, but it should be at the point in time when that is created, Mm. every available opportunity. opportunity. And it's very different to a PR strategy. And I just want to clarify that for people who are very new to working in PR. The PR strategy is the overarching strategy that defines the plan of attack the plan of attack Mm. what the goals are and how you will achieve those goals so pitching to media about a brand new product may be one element of that Mm. you may be holding an event to also celebrate that product you may be doing some influencer engagement Mm. so the strategy involves a number of different elements the media matrix is the outline of the media coverage opportunities Mm -hmm. so how long should a media matrix be or how long can it be It really, that does depend on kind of what your objective is. You know, you could be um, looking to pitch to every possible opportunity that there is available for the thing that you're pitching. So I've had some that are eight pages Hundreds, hundreds of of opportunities. opportunities. There could be literally 200 opportunities if you're pitching just domestically, internationally, you know, broadcast, online. Like there is literally so many. And then if you're just going for a really exclusive, you just want to place a few stories, there might only be five ops. It kind of really depends on what your strategy is. And I guess the target audience of who Mm. will be engaging with that product or that brand. Yes. What is the best program to use for creating a matrix? Excel, Google Docs obviously is a good one to be able to share it amongst a team, which more often than not you are yes a lot of companies are adopting um, google docs we use excel there are we also have a subscription to Tellum, which is a, a journalist database there's influencing there's a aap there's a bunch of journalist um, database which a lot of companies and agencies subscribe to costs a lot of money and so you can build matrices in there basically it's an online database that they have a team of people constantly updating when journalists move jobs their job titles their contact details it's amazing it is gold and you can kind of search based on geography their sector their specialism etc and kind of create a list but then you would always export it into excel and then use have that as your working good old-fashioned excel yeah. yeah okay so let's talk about the elements that a matrix needs to have in so when you create the matrix let's say it's an excel you would have a number of different columns that run mm. along the top of your spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the different columns, you would have media outlets, types. Type, yeah. So this could be broadcast TV, Mm -hmm. broadcast radio, Radio. online. Podcast. Podcast, uh, print newspaper, Mm. print newspaper supplement, Mm. 
magazine monthly, magazine yep. quarterly. So essentially yep. that lists down the kind of overarching group of all the different mm. media outlets. And then it's sort of easy to check, oh, okay, yeah, we've we've ticked all of those off kind of yeah. thing in that sector. Yeah, well, that... We've got one or a few from each kind of area. Absolutely. Mm. What would you say the next column is? outlet name yeah so the name of the the outlet whether that is you know nine news or um the magazine type gourmet traveler etc whatever the name is yeah and then break it down into the section within that publication mm, so the next column yeah so this for a radio show so you may have something like nova 969 which is a sydney radio station maybe the name of the um outlet of the outlet mm. but then it may be the breakfast show mm or the afternoon show, or mm. the drive show. Or if it's a newspaper, it may be the Q&A column mm. in this particular supplement. Absolutely, so you want yeah. to be able to define Specific. exactly mm. where in that radio show, or that television mm. show, or that newspaper, or that magazine, that opportunity is. And why is that so important? Well, because, like you say, that example, you know, Nova, I'm thinking of the Sydney radio station, the breakfast team, very different to the drive team. I mean, the drive radio team basically don't really interview anyone so if you're pitching an interview op if you pitch it to the drive team they won't respond to your email absolutely it's a waste of time yeah okay the next column is who is responsible the, journal, the, the journalist person. yeah the journalist yeah. it could be a producer if it's a radio show mm. or tv and it's really important to get the name of that person correct correct <laughs> spelling correct yes. first name last name yeah and their job title is really helpful to yep. have. Guest producer, producer, mm. lifestyle editor. Next, I would put the email address. Mm-hmm. And Again, a phone number. Yep. You mm. need to have the exact contact information. Yes. The reason why is it may not be you that is pitching this information out. Mm. It may be your colleague is. Or you mm. may be away the day that pitching is happening so someone else has to pick it up. So every cell of information has to be correct. And on the email address, I would say avoid anything that is info at hello at any generic emails because no one's picking that up absolutely (laughs) get a per you know yeah and this is kind of that resourcefulness of that journalist thinking if you can find an email you can usually do some digging you always call first up receptionists can be sometimes Mm -hmm. helpful and they'll just say oh the format of our emails are first name dot last name at www.com.au so you can figure it out from there if not then you can always sort of do a bit of digging google and see if there's a media release from that company because there's chances are there's a pr contact they will have a company email address and you can figure out the format there yeah lots of little ways to go around and and figure out but definitely don't put info at or hello at unless they've specifically told you absolutely and the editorial assistant on magazines they're a great resource you can call them Uh, When you Mm. flick through a magazine, you will often see who is responsible for that page or that section. Their name will be listed there. Mm. If it's not, don't just assume you're going to be pitching to the editor. The editor has Mm. a very different role and they are not responsible for writing every section. They are responsible for for editing Mm. that publication. So if you can't find the name, don't just assume it's the Mm. no. Call the editorial assistant and ask them who's mm. responsible for it. Maybe a freelance journalist who is actually not there at all. So that's another thing, thing, good thing to think about when you do find a name. Let's say it says Alira Carroll looks after that section. Mm. If their name's not listed on the editorial, uh, sorry, the editorial masthead, when the masthead is the list of people responsible for all the sections, it usually runs at the front of the magazine. Mm. If it's a monthly magazine. It will list all the people responsible for the key sections there. If there's a name next to the section of the publication 
that you want your client to be featured and that person's name's not on the masthead, mm. it could be that they're a freelance Freelancer, journalist. So yeah. they're not going to be Carroll at Gourmet Traveller, the yeah. use. So And in other check. you know, TV producers and stuff, that's there's no masthead to yeah. check, right? So those Absolutely. names are difficult. So you kind of have to just roll up your sleeves, get on the phone. Yep. It's probably going to be the easiest thing. If you can beg, borrow, steal and access to one of these journalist databases, yeah. your life... <laughs> will be so much easier if yeah I, you know you can kind of get subscriptions i would ask most agencies would have one that's definitely worth the investment agencies too will also have like a master database so you know checking if you're in-house and it's your first role and there's no one else working in pr and you do have to find these things convince your boss to buy us absolutely <laughs> um and then the last column status or is there another column you'd pop in there well i would also have um particularly if you've if, if it's just you working off this media list or media matrix um you know you do you you're owning it it doesn't really matter but i find like in the agency i get the guys to also put some more details around the the mag the anything a description about relevant. It. yeah okay because if someone does a media matrix but they're not pitching it and someone else mm-hmm. is they haven't done the the groundwork so having all of that there is is really handy and then yep. that's next to the actual pitch angle so as an example of that could be um it's a q a with a celebrity each week but mm. your description column would say it's uh always with someone who is a chef yep. or it can be someone from talent just just and it some needs broader an information image, a yep. profile photo with it does include a website or this section they would have to have a cookbook or uh you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing or it's a live interview whatever it is just some sort of context around the actual opportunity yeah. yep that's yeah. a really good point mm. And then finishing up with the status column. So the point of that status column is to keep track at any time what your communication has been with that journalist. Mm. For example, it could be 29th of June pitched. That could be it, full stop. Mm. Um, if you're in an agency, you might have your initials, yeah. you know, BB pitched. Because you're sharing this document with a bunch Absolutely. Of you want to know who, who has been responsible for what. Do you follow up a week later? I would then say 5th of July, BB followed up. Journo replied and said they were not interested. Journo mm. replied and said they were very interested, but they need to see images. Journo replied and said yes, mm. etc. So exactly. it, it lists everything. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and you've got the pitch column there, so you know the angle or angles, because ultimately, ideally, you want to have a few angles because then you can go with one or two. If you're not getting any bites, you can follow up with a second angle mm-hmm. rather than just, hey, did you see my email? You never kind of really want to do that. Absolutely. Um, you could also add another one after the status is run date. So mm-hmm. if you are working through a big campaign, it can be helpful to have yeah, a column under there, but you just know 15th of the 4th. Okay, so that's already mm-hmm. run. It's clear to see which ones have yep. run. So I think a lot of the times in agency and in-house, you're often inheriting a media matrix, certainly the template of a media matrix Mm. where someone has pitched something out maybe as early as a couple of weeks ago, maybe it's a couple of months ago, maybe it was a year ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And you can use that as a template and that's a great way to start. However, it's really important to remember that that information on that matrix may not be completely relevant to Mm. what you are pitching. The information on that matrix may be wrong. Maybe a very lazy person did it Mm. the first time around and they hadn't checked any of the information. So just because you're inheriting something, 
doesn't mean it's easy. In fact, mm. it really is no less work than starting a media matrix Absolutely. from scratch, aside from the fact that there's a bit of a an idea of what publications you could exactly it kind of gives approach. the publication is it but i mean also like just thinking about i just think about the last few months how much change there's been in the media landscape a media matrix really isn't relevant for very long because mags are being closed down tv yep. shows are closing down new ones are starting up online's probably like it's, the landscape is changing so rapidly that it really it, you can't really have a master that lasts for two years no you know anymore I think a good way to approach it, and this will really put you in good stead your entire career, is um, thinking about a matrix. It should be for any kind of piece of material that you're creating, but you should, you personally should be 100% across every single cell in that matrix. So you know that that publication is still is relevant for the pitch that you're doing. Like if you're targeting 20 year olds, you're not going to pitch to a magazine for 60 year olds. So making sure the the publication is relevant, that journalist, and you have triple checked everything that way. It also will save you time because when you do go to pitch and if you haven't checked it, you're going to get a bounce back. The person's going to say, why are you emailing me? I'm not the right person. You're going to have to go and do the research that you're going to have to do it eventually. So Mm -hmm. just do it up front and make it really 100%. And you have to be familiar with all of these opportunities personally. And like you said, if you are handing this document over to be assessed Mm. or reviewed by a manager, you need to be confident that you have put all the media opportunities on there that you have identified. So Mm. you may inherit a media release that's got a particular section on there, but that's because the last product that was launched by your beauty agency was uh, directed for an over 50 audience. Mm. They were using magazines and their target audience was totally different to yours, which is lip glosses for a 20-year-old. So you need to go back and familiarise yourself with each of those publications. Mm. And like you said, there certainly is ways you can access the correct information for who might be writing it, but you need to flick through every Mm. magazine every newspaper yeah i mean your agency is likely to have a newspaper subscription but the digital subscriptions go back a you know i think at least three months oh, online yeah, yeah so you can go back and check do they run that column mm. every month mm. do they run it every week mm. and on the online like the tv shows and uh, news programs have and radio shows have podcasts like previous episodes mm-hmm. so you can always go back a really good way to find out if a publication is for your target audience and so these are things you need to know before you're creating the matrix what are we doing what are we pitching yeah and who are we pitching to yep. who are we trying to reach is going on the website and they'll always have a media kit so that media kit is for advertisers essentially but it will say the different sections in that outlet or the demographic that they're reaching so you can clearly say okay this is talking to over 60s or whatever and just on talking you know in one way to earn major brownie points with your manager is if you can deliver them a media matrix or a media list and when they point to any cell on Mm -hmm. that document and you can explain it straight away yeah confidence because you've checked it gold i'm waiting for the day Uh, another thing to think about when you inherit a media matrix is are there any other opportunities? It's all good and well you've got a list mm. of 70 opportunities there, but are there more, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And and that's the thing. I think um, it can be because let's face it, everyone's busy and, you know, our PR is so busy and there's always a million other things that you need to get on. So sometimes it can be like, oh, quick, let's just, yeah, looks good. Let's just go. But don't be confined by 
mm-hmm. a historic media matrix yeah. because there's absolutely bound to be new publications or the person who hasn't done it or even if you did it you, you might have things have just popped up and you've noticed them so spend that time researching and the annoying fact of the situation is it may take you a couple of days to put together a media matrix yeah, absolutely. your manager can look over that list in half an hour mm. and they can identify off the top of their head without doing a single piece of research five things that you have missed so don't assume by being lazy that your manager will miss them they'll be very quickly able to identify mm. things so be diligent go through all the opportunities and make sure that you know to the best of your ability you have assessed them when it comes to trying to find that information out when it comes to a journalist, et cetera, a good one is going to a library. You know, libraries mm. have access to magazines. So if you can't find a, a publication agent. or a news agent. Hang out. Absolutely. So if you can't find the information in the office or you don't have access to resources in the office to use, then mm. hunt them down. And often online and print publications that have a digital display might give you like a free trial. So you could always sort of suss that out as well. But I would absolutely encourage, if you're doing print publications, radio, TV, watch the show, listen to, you can listen to pretty much any radio station on your computer now or on your iPhone, go and flick through the magazine. You physically have to understand it because that's the one way to get your pitch completely dismissed is if you don't understand the section that you're pitching to. Absolutely. This media matrix, it's literally... We've talked about key messages and how important they are in terms of the the communicating. But in Media Matrix, it's like the fundamental. If that Absolutely, groundwork yeah. is not done solidly, it, the whole campaign is going to fall apart. Another thing to consider is that magazines may have multiple options in that magazine. It may not just be one mm. Q&A with the chef or the owner of a new Pilates studio Mm. they may have a recipe section Mm. in there as well they may have some uh, a news column at the front they may do broader features at home with so one publication may give you three or four opportunities Mm. from it so don't just think I found one be consistent Mm. go through it think about your product and think about how it may relate to the different areas Mm. of that publication well and monthly we'll get all our mags delivered and we'll sit down with a big deck of post-its and we pass them around the team and so people like at least two people look at each publication because someone might have missed something and plus as an agency we look after multiple clients so there'll be various opportunities but then you'll just find something stick a post-it on there and maybe write a quick description and then when it's sitting in your media library it's really easy to to find those to identify them Mm -hmm. yeah it does take a lot of time to familiarize yourself with publications with radio shows but when you become more experienced uh, i'm going to say a couple of years down the track Mm -hmm. you will know all of these off the top of your head absolutely so spend the time now Mm. listening to let's say you're in the queensland market and you need something that's only relevant to the queensland market listen to all the am radio stations Mm. across across the day listen to all the fm stations get an understanding of who does interviews who doesn't do interviews does someone do a uh, weekly or a monthly interview with someone who has just launched a business Mm. you know what are those different opportunities what are the different online publications, etc.? And you don't have to do this every week for the rest of your life. You'll get to learn these very, very Absolutely, quickly and then yeah. you can apply them. But and spend the time. It's an investment in your – if you really want to be serious about having a PR career, this stuff is going to make your job a lot easier. It's going to make you more valuable because you'll be the person in an agency or in a team where they'll say, oh – 
someone will say, oh, I really want like this kind of op and you'll just know straight away and you'll be the person that just knows Absolutely. these things. It's super valuable. Yep. So if you are starting a media matrix from scratch, the reality is the process is going to be exactly the same. Although you may not have uh, an outline of what publications could be relevant, you're still going to have to go through every publication mm. and assess the opportunity. Mm. So really it's the same. It's just a, perhaps a little bit more extra groundwork. Yeah. Would you agree? Totally. And it is difficult for broadcast. You know, if you were launching something or doing a campaign and there would there was maybe a similar, like one of your competitors, if you sort of Google them, you can see who has written about them. So if you are literally starting from scratch and like, where do I even start? You can kind of get an idea of which publications are writing about your focus area so that's one way to start and then actually picking up the publications for sure yeah so let's say you have got your media matrix uh, done it's completed it's been approved in terms of formatting what recommendations do you have to help keep track of your updates Mm. i it's fine everyone's got their own personal thing we we do have a color code system so as well the status column is my biggest thing i want to know a date the um, initials of the person because we are a team and then updates and a decent rich kind of update like they've said they'll come back to me on Friday or you know whatever we also have a color-coded system with a key at the top so if something has been pitched and there is a warm lead like the journalist said oh could be interesting you know it has shown indicated some interest it is like a light orange color if they have said yes 100 percent, we're in the process of coordinating an interview or whatever it's it's a go then it's a light green and then if they've said absolutely not don't want a bar of it not interested <laughs> it's red mm-hmm. and then everything else that's white is pitched but we haven't heard back which mm-hmm. is obviously a lot of what happens and that makes it easy for following up mm. It's easy to, you can quickly scan it and and kind of see. You can also, I mean, sorting, you could have a column if you really wanted, if you loved kind of sorting in Excel, (laughs) you could have a column of pitched or no or whatever, and then Mm -hmm. you can sort those ones to the bottom, but it is easier with the color. And it's also worth noting that when you color code the different lines, like you said, green or red or orange, whatever your template may be, you can get your worksheet to sort per color so it can automatically sort Mm. it for you so it has all the green at the top all the orange all the red and then all the white underneath so if your manager says to you any one time can we talk through what what's been locked in in, you can say just give me two minutes sort the spreadsheet and go right okay so these are five locked in three we're still discussing Mm -hmm. and there's 75 notes or whatever it may be yeah and use the sort if you don't know how to use excel yeah get do excel actually have amazing little like yeah, online tutorials, tutorials. Mm-hmm. know how to sort you'll need it for guest lists yep rsvps media media matrices it's very useful one other tip i would have in terms of formatting and i guess this is really back to when you are going through let's say you've inherited a media matrix and you're mm-hmm. still double checking the opportunities what i do is i would put that whole matrix in let's say a bright yellow and then as I'm going through and double checking each cell, then mm. that color comes off. So any one time I can go, right, there's still all of these ones to I need check. to check. Mm. Yeah, sometimes it'd be a little bit daunting if you just keep everything in white. For me, the yep. visual side True, of thing really helps. Idea. So if I can kind of see, right, I'm halfway through it, I've still got these to go, then that's a, that works for me. And then in my OCD, it's clicking the top left corner thing to select all cells mm-hmm. and then just make sure it's all the same font oh my gosh oh, i couldn't make agree sure more it's just a uniform size yes it's all left aligned or center just pick one but they're all 
the same. And this may be something that sounds really annoying or weird when you're doing the matrix, but when you are reviewing that yeah. matrix, oh. your manager is, yeah. it's so much easier when everything is in the same font mm. and some things aren't big and some things in the Times New Roman and some things in Arial. Yeah. Just the consistency is yeah. really important. And I have a heading. Have headings. Mm. Make sure things are aligned. Yep. A line on the left, a line on the center, whatever it is, mm. just be consistent. So, again, it's a lot easier to read through. Should you share your media matrix with your team members or with your clients? Um, yes. So, if internally, obviously, because mm-hmm. you're probably all working on it. It's funny. I think, you know, there's there are some companies and some, I guess, sectors where and maybe a TV is sort of one of those where you you sort of work as a lone publicist and in film you sort of like you are the one publicist on that one movie or that one show so you might sort of keep your your matrix to yourself mm-hmm. that your kind of contacts but what's I mean really it's not it's, it's a name and an email you don't have yeah. a relationship and stuff if you were sharing it externally with clients we always take out the email address because these are your it's assets. It's taken a lot yeah. of time, a yeah. lot of time. And I'm talking about time, like I've had AEs that have spent a week putting yeah. together a matrix because literally I want them to be across every single cell. So that's a lot of time. And absolutely the names of the publications and the names of the, the journalist and the pitch is really important. But those contact details that you've worked mm. really hard to get, no. You can hide those before you make it a PDF. Never send just the full Excel, just no. make it a PDF. And that's a good point you mentioned about the time it takes. If you, I mean, we've talked through all the different elements. And if you're pitching out something that could have, uh, let's say, for the sake of Australia, appeal across the all the different states and territories of mm. Australia, and it's not just newspapers, it could be radio. I mean, you could be spending Huge. weeks. Oh on this you know and it's really important because you know if you don't spend that time then you'll find out that you're basically stumbling when you are pitching because you're getting bounce backs and stuff and particularly with news like a pitch you need to get it out that day right yeah you only have the day to get a piece of news out you Mm -hmm. might only have a couple of hours and then it's old news so if you come back with 50 percent of your list of wrong emails bouncing back or yeah yeah. you're going to be in a bad bad way so you need to invest that and that reflects poorly on not only you as an individual if you're the one pitching out but your agency or company that you're Mm. working for it looks like you're tardy you don't have attention for detail and journalists make note of these things Mm. may not make a physical note but there is a little kind of "Mm, all right they did not bother to do this particularly well yeah Um, it's the biggest gripe that journalists have right is that they get pitched the most random things and clearly no one has actually picked up that magazine or listened to that show and they're just Or that journalist is still at that magazine, but they don't work on that section they did a year ago. Now they do something totally different. So the assumption just because they're still at that publication doesn't necessarily mean they're responsible for the same section they were previously. Okay, so obviously there are a lot of things you need to keep in mind when you're creating a media matrix. Let's do a recap of our top tips. So I'll kick off by saying what I think probably the most important one is, is double check every single cell 100 percent. yeah that's one thing you take away that's the only one thing you take away from today that um (laughs) format Mm. and keep it updated you know one thing worth mentioning is that pr is difficult to demonstrate the value it's a it's a very widely known fact in pr we're constantly looking for ways to measure what we do but measuring when you get the coverage of course you have a piece of coverage but 
to get that piece of coverage, often sometimes you'll have to pitch 20 publications and journalists to get one article. There's a lot of work that goes into getting that. And so a media matrix is a really easy way to demonstrate to your team, to your boss, to your client that you've been doing all of this groundwork and for whatever reason that's stipulated in that column, it might be not be the right time. They might have covered, you know, if you're doing a destination, they might have covered that destination three months ago. Like, for example, in-flight magazines for like Qantas and Virgin and Jetstar, yeah. they only come out once a month and they might have one section that focuses on a destination. If they've done Sydney or Brisbane, they're not going to do that for at least another 12 months. So that could be the feedback, but that's really valuable feedback that the client will want to know rather than just going, oh, what happened to not that? interested. You can say, okay, yeah. well, that's the reason why. And you can demonstrate that you spent 30, 40 an hour actually getting that feedback so you can demonstrate the work that you've put in. So that's why those documents are really important to keep updated as mm. well. You know what? As a grad wherever you work, there might be a culture of, it's good enough. Yeah. That's fine. I used it last month. It's fine. I would just, something because you won't work at that place for your entire life. You'll work at different places. And so just think about what kind of PR professional you want to be and the standards that you want to have, because it will seriously come back to in great things later absolutely. on absolutely if you kind of adopt that well i'm gonna just go the extra mile and just make sure that it's yeah 100 percent um it will get notice color coding i think that's definitely a great tip it's the easiest way of being able to sort and identify what yep. opportunities are uh, visually yes. yeah of, of working or not working or successful or not successful my final tip would be just give yourself enough time to do it yeah. i mean like you said if you're doing a very niche pitch and there's 10 publications fine it might take you a couple of hours mm. or a day mm. If you're pitching something that's got national interest, then oh. that could take you a week or a couple of weeks. And if you don't have an idea of how much time it will take, ask someone in your team member, mm. ask a team member or ask a manager and say, look, when do you think I should get started on that? And I'm Absolutely. sure they'll say, now. Now, yeah. straight away. <laughs> um, okay, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Brooke. Uh, we went through a lot of info in this episode, but if you head to the website, you'll find a summary of everything we covered there. Thanks for listening to the PR pod. For more expert tips on working in PR, head to www.theprpod.com.